0: What's up, everybody? This is Wednesday. So you know the power rankings are ready to go. Football is in full swing. We've got a little bit of basketball action discussed, but I mainly want to talk to you about the fact that there might be a new number one or could there be a new bottom team this week? AJ Black joins the show and you just don't know what you're going to get from him, which makes it so enjoyable. Let's take a listen. Here we go.
1: Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's going on, everybody? AJ Black joining the show. We have a fun-filled day of power rankings here for you this week. AJ, how's it going?
1: Hey, it's going
0: great, Candace.
1: It's, uh Football's back at uh, Chestnut Hill this weekend, so I got a busy week ahead of me, but um, uh, you know, basketball is back. It's it's starting to feel like fall and, and winter is, is winter's coming.
0: You know, I was talking to one of your players, Brevin, and he was telling me that Chestnut is beautiful in the fall, right? He talked about winter coming upon him and he got get his coats ready, but he was saying it's really beautiful up there. I was like, I got to take a visit now that everyone's saying that.
1: It, it it's it's a cliche to say that foliage is something to go up here and check out. but if you have not seen it up in New England and mm-hmm. gone pumpkin picking and apple picking and all that kind of good stuff, it's it's a it, it's an experience and it leads right into the horrors of winter up here, which is you know feet to <laughs> snow poor Brevin, who's probably lived in Cal- Carolina his whole life, and yeah. not seen the winters he's about to get hit with up Yeah,
0: I, he was you know, a kid from South Carolina, I'm telling him, he was like, he had to brace himself for that different kind of cold, right? He said, <laughs> they gave us two puffy coats. I was like, I don't know if you feel, I, they're not the same thing, guy. But you're going to find out soon enough, but long needless, jobs. <laughs> Exactly. Needless <laughs> to say, a lot to go over. Boston College definitely be one of the teams that we talk about in our top five rankings, maybe the bottom five. Who knows with AJ, he always giving me this list that seems to be all over the place, but I'm starting to get a little sense of where we might be heading this week, but you never know. I love your surprise. So let me start with the top five teams. Going in with number five, who is sitting in the middle of middle of the top half?
1: So I, I want to preface this by saying that uh, going off of what you said, which is, you know, I have it's been like a wild card every week. Like every time I come, it's like a whole different. <laughs> I like you know take 14 teams and just pull out different names. This one I have to say I I only changed a few things because okay. I think it's starting to really solidify where teams are at. There's only like slight little changes. So number five is the same as it was last week. It's Boston College.
0: Oh look at that! All this Chestnut Hill talk. We just we just talked yeah. to them right on uh, Boston College though. You know, coming off a bye week and having to go face NC State this weekend. I'm excited for you guys because I think this is a big test in terms of the Atlantic division.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, Jeff Halfley just said it today. This is the best team BC has faced all year. And <laughs> no knock to Clemson, but they are. Um, and I think it's going to definitely be a challenge because Devin Leary is a good quarterback and the only way to get to him is to pressure him. And BC can't hasn't been able to do that yet. Yeah. Uh, so it could be a real big, it could be a real mismatch if they can't get to him. He could really eat up that BC defense. But Halfley does things a little differently and you never know what he could pull up.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. Agree. And I think, you know, we talk about complete football, but I feel like Boston college has done a lot better defensively than people assumed. And I'm kind of interested to see how Devin Larry either shines through that or struggles with that coming up here this weekend, who we got for number four. Still going to stick with Clemson. I'm going okay. to them, leave them as my four. Um, and I wanted to leave a
1: little antidote, which I didn't know about Clemson uh, until this weekend when I heard him mm-hmm. talking about DJ Uliaglale's, um bad game, is that I did not know that after games that he does not do well, he stays on the field and continues practicing those plays with his players, which I think is insane, but whatever. <laughs> um, apparently, it's been a habit he's had since high school, um, yeah. but... I I still think they're a team. I am not selling yet on Clemson, um, and I think they're going to be better than they are. And, you know, this week they are playing um, Syracuse and – You know, this is a great opportunity for Clemson to get it going, and I'm not sure if they will, but it'll be a good test for them.
0: Listen, I think this is either going to be DJ's breakout game or Syracuse is finally going to figure it out. I can't decide which yet. I'm on the fence about it because I know Dino and company, they need a good solidifying win to feel like Dino should still be there. And, I mean, they've done it before. So it's not like it's – a. and they did it with a better Clemson team. They beat a better Clemson team. So you just never know what you're going to get. All right, number three. Pitt. So, again – I
1: think my top five is pretty much the same because <laughs> there were so many bye weeks the, this week between the, mm-hmm. and the ACC and then the results just kind of flushed out who were the bottom half of the league and not really the top. Sure. So Pitt, Pitt, they're going to stay near the top. I believe they had a bye week this week, mm-hmm. and um, this week they get to play Virginia Tech, which us, honestly should be a really good game for the Coastal. Um, yeah. I I love I love Kenny Pickett now. I am on the Kenny Pickett bandwagon. I loved him last year. You know when he played Boston College last year, he busted. I think it was his ankle, mm. um, in one of the last drives of the game, and he kept playing and he yeah. kept getting better. So this kid's a this kid's a winner. Um, and I I like what he's doing. He's honestly. And in the ACC, he's got to be the top Heisman candidate that the the conference has. Um, I love the way he's playing, and I think um – You know he's got Pitt in a good position to be a to to win that Coastal Conference, a Coastal Division.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think between him and Brennan Armstrong, it's amazing how much we talk about this being a quarterback conference, right? But still, they were not the names that were rolling off the tongue every single time you talked about preseason. And yet, they have been two of the most dominant in every single game, carrying their team, putting their team on the back. Even in losses, you couldn't blame the quarterback. So I think that really speaks to both of their games. But you know, I think Kenny is definitely standing out and how he'll, I mean, he won't, comparing him to Burmeister this weekend is not even going to be close. So just how will that Virginia Tech defense hold up to him? Yep. And then going in number
1: two, Mm Mm-hmm sticking with NC State, I think. Okay. They, again, they had a bye week, so they, you know, they're a team that I couldn't slot down at all, but they're, you know, they they slipped past Louisiana Tech the week before, but I think this will be we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. This will be a week where they solidify whether they are a contender or a pretender in the mm. Atlantic. And, you know, they they are a good team. They lost yeah. to Mississippi State, who is not a good team, <laughs> but I I still think, you know, they have an excellent offensive line. They have a good defense. I love their running backs when they get it going. I, you know, if they can take care of business against Boston college, they deserve to be the number two team at this point. And I think that I, i Oh gosh, I think they will, but Yeah.
0: Well, Missus. Yep. Well, NC State lost to Mississippi State, who beat a, a Texas and who by who beat an Alabama. So, you know, maybe oh, Mississippi State isn't that bad. Transitive property, right there. <laughs> a whole lot transitive property action. But no, I do think that NC State. It's all on them, right? They can only shoot themselves in the foot, but they are likely to do that, and that's the thing that we're all just like, all right, NC State, we want to give you these props, but we do know you, and so nope. we're waiting for you to kind of drop the ball. So hopefully, they don't and, do it better. and. You know, you talk about like
1: the stadiums in the ACC that have like magic. Obviously Memorial Stadium at Clemson and um, Lane Stadium have like a, a an aura around them when they play games. I think it, it's, it's something that's really underrated, but alumni stadium at night when fans are really going and. You know, they're liquored up from the day can get really (laughs) loud and it can get it can get pretty crazy. And B.C.'s had some really big wins in there. They beat Miami, Florida State, USC. So special things can happen at night. Um, So I don't rule out anything with how that game could go, because it could be the NC State flops and has their their dud of the season. Or it could be that B.C. really rises up. So that should be a, a really, really good game for this weekend.
0: For sure! Finally, we got our number one spot. Who are you going to give that to? I'm
1: still, I'm still living the dream with Wake Forest. My
0: goodness, (laughs) love them—the undefeated Demon Deacons. Let's hear it! So, A.T. Perry. 18
1: Perry. Yes. Um, You know, all the talk going into the season was about Roberson, J'Kerry Roberson as their Mm -hmm. top wide receiver. This kid goes out there, catches two touchdown passes, has the, you know, he's ACC wide receiver of the week. No one really knew this kid before this week, but all of a sudden now, now Wake Forest has two elite wide receivers on their school, on their squad. Um, You know, to be fair, they, they're winning games, but they're not like dominating. So it's it's hard to say that they're going to continue doing this. Half of that game was that Syracuse kept shooting themselves in the foot. Um, <laughs> but a win's a win. You, yeah. you At the end of the day, you win that game. That's all that matters. So – I I uh, I am pro Wake getting love in the playoff talk at this point because they're undefeated. They've done what they had to do, and I love scrappy underdog stories. So right now, give me Wake Forest. But man, looking at that schedule that they got coming up, the second half after this break, they're gonna <laughs> well, really they're gonna have to show it because yeah. they kind of eased into this, but they're walking into the, the Lions Den in that last half. And they're gonna have to show whether they really are as good as they as we, as we say they are or eh, maybe they got lucky.
0: See, I don't even know what's good at this point when it comes to ACC, whether you're playing all of the conference teams at first, like kind of like a Carolina, or you're getting a little bit of a break, you get a bye week you know, like Clemson and you're figuring it out. And now you, maybe the wake forces of the world who get a couple easy wins and a couple tight wins at the end, who knows what the best system is for this conference. Cause nothing, it, you just never know what you're going to get. But I do think that wake they've shown themselves mentally tough and teams have to play perfect. So it, Really is on the other teams. Like if someone can figure out how to play a perfect game, you absolutely can beat this Lake Forest team. But you have to do it. You have to execute.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You they're they're playing good football and they don't shoot themselves in the foot. They don't make those mistakes that cost them. And you have to beat them. You have to beat them. And that's no team has done it yet. So credit to the Deacons.
0: No doubt. All right. Listen up, everybody. Let me make sure I get my thing right. There we go. Uh, all right, college football fanatics. Have you heard about my favorite fan daily fantasy made easy? It is Pride's Picks. It's a leader in college sports. Daily fantasy. I am not a big fantasy person, but I'm always down to give it a shot. Like, I will sit here and go into bed online. I will do Prize Picks. I'm just trying to see, you know, if there's a magical touch I can find myself because I can pick pick any mixed sport entry that I want with prize picks. So I can take, you know, Sam Howell and his touchdowns, or I can have an under on Sam Hartman and his maybe possibly interceptions. You never know. I can do all of that with prize picks. It's the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. It's safe and offers fast withdrawals. All of the users that deposit all and use promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure you use that promo code locked on. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Go to your app store or download the app today using promo code locked on. Prizepix is daily fantasy made easy. All right, we are locked on ACC podcast. We have AJ Black from Locked On Boston College here with me today. We've been talking about the Eagles a lot. We've got our top five in, but of course, on this show, we love to talk about the bottom half, people who have to work it out, figure some things got, they got going on. So, AJ, maybe this has shifted a bit, right? The top five are cool, but let's talk about the bottom. It could get ugly down there. Yeah, and uh, we'll start <laughs> off.
1: We'll start off. I had someone on one of my sites uh, giving me uh garbage oh crap about my <laughs> my pick saying you know just listing this guy must have way too much time on his hands because he listed everything i've gotten wrong on any of my podcasts on any of my websites oh wow and he, this is one that he he brought up and that was the unc tar heels
0: <laughs> i don't know why they should um, be right at the bottom <laughs> they're down there um
1: and candace i'm gonna let you run with this in a second because i want to hear your thoughts about it because i always go back to you on this uh florida state Looking pretty good as you know, Jordan Travis had a good game against UNC and UNC, all of those gaping, um, all the, the, the loss from graduation seems to have really caught up with them as they just yeah. don't seem like the same team. And you warned me over and over again to not buy on the Tar Heels because <laughs> they will break your heart. Thank yeah. goodness I did not put money on them on betonline.ag, but they lose and they're now three and three and I don't see them really much as much of a coastal contender anymore.
0: Mac Brown 0 and 11 when it comes to playing FSU. They made Jordan Travis look like a high. We were talking about Kenny Pickett being a Heisman and you know, Brendan Archong. They made Jordan Travis look like a Lamar Jackson on Saturday. And I think the most difficult part was all right, last season you go into Tallahassee, everyone's talking about Sam and how he was supposed to go there, ended up changing his mind, and all of that energy going. So they want to show him who was boss, and FSU was so much better. Fine, and they were stinking it up, but you haven't even worst team going into this weekend and you're playing at home, a 1-4 FSU team. Like, seriously? You have all the cards in you to dominate this game and somehow you let it slip away. I think that, that that's beyond mental toughness. That's just not having any want to. Like, the basic fundamental skills, whether it's the quick three and outs we saw or not being able to wrap up and tackling, it just went from bad to worse every single series. I just, I don't know. I try my best to be positive. On, on top <laughs> of all of that, that. It, yeah. it felt like Mac Brown was targeting me
1: when he talked after that game, <laughs> saying it wasn't his fault that everyone yeah. thought the team was so good. It was the media's fault. How um, dare you?
0: How <laughs> dare you, AJ, for hyping up UNC knowing that they had full uh, everything, uh, NFL quarterback in their midst. How dare you? So I, I felt I felt attacked there.
1: <laughs> but um yeah, they're they're in rough shape. I don't I don't know how UNC uh figures this exactly. out. I mean the the what the, the, the one piece again that you can go with is they're a younger team. They have a lot of younger uh, positional players. Uh, you know, teams get better as the year goes on, they learn, they have their bumps. So maybe the, the thought is maybe they figure it out. And that could happen. I'm not going there, though, because I've already (laughs) been burned enough by them. So that could happen, though. You never know.
0: It could happen. And honestly, at this point, they're just hoping other teams crap it up for themselves and they can squeeze in that way. Because that's, to me, the only way they'll get in. All right. Who we got next?
1: Next we have, I lost my thing because I was flipping between, is Syracuse.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: They're down there. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of power polls having them dead last and I don't, I don't, I'm not there yet with them. I think okay. they're better. I, I le- again, they lost uh, this weekend and uh, to wake forest in a game that they could have won. Um, but they are just I feel like there's, there's something missing there. Uh, you know, they got Garrett Schrader, who's a good running quarterback. They have Sean Tucker and the defense did not look good against wake forest. Um, but, I think that I kind of like Syracuse. I like what they're, what they're doing. Um, They're not as, I I mean, I went into the season thing and they were going to be abysmal, but they Mm -hmm. figured something out. They figured something out that was not a Dino Babers offense that I expected. And, they're able to do it. And if they continue to play that way, they're going to, they're going to eke out some wins and they could be a bowl team. Uh, But right now they're, they're down there for me.
0: For sure. And listen, I hope I'm glad that they figured out who their quarterback was. And they're really trying to make where Garrett Schroeder is having a decent start to his, you know, run. I think that Dino and the offensive coordinator need to figure some things out, but ultimately I I think they're going to get, I don't want them to keep having to give teams runs where it's really close and they end up coming up short. I don't know if it's going to happen against this Clemson team, but I know they're going to hopefully squeak out three more and get a ball and keep Dino there in New York. All right, who we got next? All right, Florida State, and this was a team. (laughs) Really? Okay. They're they're down there right now,
1: but – they're a win away from being in the mix of the like the the glob of you know, like the middle, the slime of, of ACC, which is like Louisville, UVA, Georgia Tech, BC's should be in there too. Like okay. they're like right there. I just don't have enough faith in them to be there yet. I need to see, <laughs> I need to see one more game out of them. You know, Jordan Traverse, Travis, if you told, uh, with Drizzy Drake was the one at the beginning of the season said he'd be the starting quarterback. And I give him credit for that. Um, And he's kind of shown that he deserves it more than Mackenzie Milton at this point. He's getting that offense going. He's getting them moving. I think this is, you know, my power rankings are a snap in time right now. This is where they're at. I would guarantee at this point that Florida State will be higher by the end of the season because I think Mike Norvell has this team going in the right direction. They just need
0: need to continue to progress, and I think they're doing it. So that's where I have them for now. Are they going to win what six more and go eight and four? That would uh, be <laughs> six, I think, is a good start for them. Okay, listen, I will, I'll take six and six, you know, whatever. So I'm yep. probably worse than what Carolina's going to do. All right, there got to be somebody worse than that. So, who we got? So we
1: got Duke right below him.
0: Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah, and I hate it had to be them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I, you know. Cut it, it, writing on the wall for Cutcliffe seems to be yeah. getting louder and louder. Um, losing to Georgia Tech in a game that Georgia Tech was like trying to give them literally. And, yeah and it was and duke couldn't couldn't capitalize on it and you're not going to get many um you're not going to get many chances like that with your schedule so yeah yeah uh, i i don't know they you know they got mateo durant who against they have a a very favorable matchup against virginia this week though (laughs) virginia can't you know they can't catch a cold uh, on defense. (laughs) they can't stop anything (laughs) So I like. I honestly, I think I kind of like Duke in that game, though. I don't know if they're gonna be able to stop Brendan, Ar- Brendan Armstrong. So that's gonna be. It could be a high scoring game over there. So it, I, they're yeah. near the bottom for me.
0: I think Holmberg's going to have to have a next level game, right? And I think that Jeremiah yeah. Lewis and Leonard Johnson, the second, the Duke secondary, are going to have to have interceptions, but you have to capitalize on those. And Georgia Tech tried so hard, as you said, to give yeah. you that game. But the mentally, at some point, you know you have the talent, but why can't you get it? you know, done at the end. And so that's when you start to have those c- coaching conversations, which are tough, yep. but yep. yep, all right. And then there's somebody last. <laughs> yeah. Any guesses who? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we, we have the university of Miami who just lost the King for the year for soul, shoulder surgery. Man. Um, they are going to go down the tank
0: fast. Um, they It's rough over there in Coral Gables. I'm trying to tell you there's a lot going on. I mean,
1: Right now, you know, going into the season, my my coaching hot seat was like it was cut. It had um, J- Jeff Collins, Fuente, mm-hmm. Dino Babers were probably, you know, one through four on my list. Manny Diaz is like on a mountain right now over every one of them because I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, he could make it past the season. I just see, you know, in a, in a program like Miami, they're they're going to get really tired of him fast. And I just mm-hmm. see them trying something else because it seems to be what Miami's doing is chasing that legacy of
0: the, yeah. you know, teaching
1: the U. And he's not doing it right now. So who's the next? one who could try to do that
0: but you know Uh, what's amazing like now that we have nil deals and back then that people knew Miami, you were getting a little something, right? To be yep. the best, to be the most. down. Now it's like, okay, we're letting you guys do this. And you still can't figure out how to get, you know, get the best guys or make, make do with the best that you quote unquote have. And so I think that does come down to coaching because now that you can legally, you know, slide people some stuff under the table. All right. Like we just need to find the right coach who can get us X's and nose down and we'll be good to go. And
1: I, 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 this is, this weekend is going to be a fun game with the, with uh, two teams in the coastal. It's UNC and and Miami. And UNC smacked them last year. I think they're going to do it again, but you know, you know what I'm thinking (laughs) about UNC at this point? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, I honestly, it sucks because I'm going to the game this weekend as a fan, you know, just enjoying yep. myself. Yep. And I figured this is going to be one of the best games of the season. Like we circled this one, my friends and I circled this one because we said, oh, like they're both going to trying to be the top of the coast. So it's going to be so exciting. Like It's going to be an afternoon, late afternoon or night game. And now we're just like, hey, OK, well, which beers do you guys want? Because we're going to need about 10 of them before we get to the <laughs> game so we can like thoroughly enjoy this bad boy. So, yeah, it's tough, but they, they're they well-deserved at the bottom here. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, we got to talk through some of the Week 7 stuff and maybe a little basketball here or there. But I want to remind you guys about the new uh, Built Bar, right, the limited-time flavor of cookie dough. Or if you have not had the cookie dough chunk, strongly encourage you. I know it was for a limited time, but they might still have some handy. So go check out that, builtbar.com, to see if you can get you a box. There are plenty of people that I know, personally that have had their fair share of cookie dough chunk and love every bite of it. It is 100% covered in chocolate with the rest of these delicious Bilt Bars. I'm telling you, if you haven't had the mint brownie or peanut butter brownie, you're doing yourself a disservice. But hey, if you're not a brownie person, maybe you want to try some coconut or cherry, strongly encourage you to try two of each of the nine flavors because they now offer you a mixed box. But they're not only the best. They're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein and not not so much sugar, only four to five grams. That's (laughs) will do you just right for the day. So make sure you go to builtbar.com. You can use that promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, so we're rounding out the show here with A.J. Black from a Locked On Boston College. You can find him at A.J. Black underscore B.C. on Twitter. A.J., any games that you're looking forward to this weekend heading into week seven? Teams that you hope to see move up in these power rankings or teams that you think might just find their way down at the bottom?
1: I mean, there's some really good games this weekend. I, yeah. I, you know, as we continue to move along, I, you know, as we mentioned earlier, Clemson and Syracuse on Friday should be a fun game. And mm-hmm. it's a Friday night game, and Syracuse gets crazy on Friday nights. I don't know what their record is, but they beat Liberty already earlier this year mm-hmm. on a Friday night. And I think they've won – I forget who they beat. Virginia Tech, I think, a couple of years ago on a Friday night as well. So they get crazy on Friday night. So. What you know, could they beat Clemson? Absolutely, Clemson's still hurting all over the place. Um, and you know, they're a 14 point favorite. I mean, if you're a betting man, I would take Syracuse on that in a second. Um, (laughs) like that one, yeah. Um, and then Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech. Um, you know, I I still am selling on Virginia Tech, and Pittsburgh has made me a believer. I love the way that their team looks. I think this should be an easy win for Pitt, but. Anything can happen. This is the ACC this year. That's what's making this, this season so fun is that it's just like it's a total crapshoot. You don't have – I mean it, it's like this in actually most of the league other than – in college football other than like Georgia and Alabama. It's in Iowa. It's like anyone can win any given week. Um, yeah. And so I, I think this could be a game that maybe something – maybe Braxton Burmeister has a big game or something surprising happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one could be fun. And then obviously I will be uh, covering – I'll be in the press box for NC State – B.C. Um, nice. Yeah, I'll be up there for that. That'll be my second home game that I've been to. I missed the Mizzou game because I was at a family gathering, but I'm yeah. really looking forward to this one because B.C. has not won a AP Top 25 game since 2014. Um, and this could be their first one. And, yeah. and it's, it's it's two evenly matched teams. I think it's, it's three point spread right now. Um, if it, 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 this is a game where it's going to come down to if BC can figure out how to use Dennis Grossell, their quarterback in a way that limits his um, his deficiencies and showcases what he can do because he can do things. But if you put too much on him, if he's if he's going Phil Dracovic out there, he's going to fall on his face. But if he's man, if he does manageable stuff, BC could stay in that game. And as I said earlier, crazy things happen at Boston College at night. Um, and BC, if they win that, it's going to be a crazy situation here at, at at Alumni Stadium.
0: Honestly, I very much miss Phil. And I wish he was playing this season because I think we'd be having different conversations about Boston College. Is there talk about him coming back at the he- next year? Yeah, he'll come okay.
1: he uh so he hasn't said he's definitely coming back cuz he hasn't really talked to the press since his injury mm-hmm. but Hathley had a press conference right after he got injured where he said something on the lines of this time next year Phil will tell you blah 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 blah.
0: Yeah. So I'm fingers crossed because I, I think don't, Dennis is great but like yeah. this season would be different with Phil. We got to admit.
1: Yeah, totally. And Phil, I don't think has enough on tape right now to go to the NFL. Um, You know, he's, you know, he was injured a lot last year and this year he only played a game and a half. So like, there's not a lot on film for the, for the NFL. I think he'll play one more year. And
0: yeah. With the way that the other quarterbacks are doing in this conference, it'll be tough. And you know, give him an opportunity to be great. All I want Dennis to do this weekend is when you see a broken down play, if you fumble your snap, please just follow the ball, son. Like, don't try and be the hero. That's not your job. Okay. Like I just want to see a great game, but just don't do too much. It's okay to not don't don't play hero ball. It never ends well when you're like you're the backup for a reason. Like, I love you. I think you're great. I love having you stepped up for this team. Like a Mizu win is great. You almost be Clemson, but God knows if you had just fallen on that ball, lived to see another down, we might be having a different conversation.
1: Absolutely. And it, <laughs> you know, you don't need to tell Boston college fans what the season would look like if Phil Dracovic was in, it was maybe
0: five and zero right now. Yeah.
1: There's no way they would have lost that can to Clemson.
0: hundred <laughs> percent agree. Well, you know, AJ, it's always fun to get to talk to you. I love having these conversations every single week. Can you please remind folks if they want to hear more about Boston college and college football basketball in general, where they can find you.
1: Yeah. If you want to hear more about Boston college, you can check out me on locked on BC. Um, and that will, uh, we'll get into basketball soon and it's going to be grim, but I I am going to tell you if you're into Boston College, I, I see a light at the end of the tunnel and Earl Grant's going to bring you there. So if you want to hear my optimistic point of view, check out Locked On Boston College.
0: You are locked on ACC,
1: your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.